this. It's out of character. Go to outofcharactermerch.com to get your merch. What it do? <laughs> Sorry, I, I even laugh when I'm doing it myself. What it do? Out of character crew, it's me, and now I've got a friend here, Ivy Walk. Thank you Walk. so much for joining. We just went over this. Oh yeah, Ivy Wa Walk. Walk. Excuse me, Walk. It's Wolf, but with a K. Oh yeah, you you definitely didn't tell me we're that three minutes ago. We're setting the record straight. Yeah, thank yeah. you so much for coming on, Ivy. Of course, happy to be here. <laughs> those, those of you who don't know who Mrs. Wolk is, um, one of the funniest to do it. I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, Two? got we're mutuals very early. You've had like nine different TikTok accounts or something. Yeah. Yeah, you've been uh, all over the place. Now you're in. You're in everything. Uh. What is that show called? Everything's gonna be okay. First season, okay. I did get fired, but I was I was there. No, I love your dynamic because you're like a. Damn it! You had another username on something. I think it was no something like child actor. Like Unemployed child out. star. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think you're living. You are living the life, and um. Right now, you're getting into comedy. How's mm -hmm. that been for you? Uh, it's been good. I mean, I'm very new. I'm only like a month in but to like doing stand-up. But um, yeah, I mean, I really enjoy it. It's been like my favorite thing in the world for like 10 years now. Like I've been a consistent fan. And these past few years, I've made it a point to like really go see as much comedy as I can, which luckily, you know, we live in L.A. And so... Or I didn't. I don't know why I said we. You don't live. You're, you're a Canuck. Yeah. I live. I'm, I'm not here. Um, is Canuck a slur? Uh, you know, I'm not even. I haven't been here long enough to know. But I say it. My I say it too. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah, we should be fine. Um, I've got the pass. But um, <laughs> yeah, I live in LA, so I comedy's really like live comedy's really accessible here. Which is good, uh, and that makes it definitely really easy to like do what I like to do, which is just go and get exposed to it as much as possible, and meet people, and like watch and learn. So, yeah, it's been it's been good so far. I mean, I'm sure if I keep it up, it, there'll be times where it's very much not good, and then there'll be times where it's very much amazing. And I don't know. I'm. I think I'm along for the ride right now. Speaking a month in, I can say I'm along for the ride. But maybe in like I don't know a year, I'll it'll drive me fucking crazy. I can cuss on this, right? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. We love to cuss here. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You know, maybe... We have a lot of Mormon listeners though, so well, just be a little. I love careful. the skirts you guys wear. I really do <laughs> love them. I love. I don't them. even know they wore skirts. The guys or the girls. The girls. But no, the if guys guy, wear the Mormon, Under Armour. If a Mormon guy got caught wearing a skirt, he'd get beat beat up by the whole congregation. <laughs> we can't let him do that. But yeah, I would beat him up. Yeah, Th they wear those the spooky underwear. The like, it's like a it's like a fucking Forever Twenty One like bodysuit with the snaps at the crotch, so you can piss. Like, it's. I like it. It's cute. It's it's cute. Yeah. It's in. Yeah, you were telling me about it. Uh in our 
what do you what do you call what's i don't even know what the group chat's called now but we abolish were talking about the, zoom yeah i think that's what it's called um about the stand-up and how it is i had so many questions because i was you know i kind of had a phase but i know what's going on down there with the la comedy scene yeah. for the most part and how you know popping it is and bussing it is so you know i always because i listen to these comedians and they just love to talk about stand-up and it just sounds terrifying how you know you especially you you're not going in there with like you know you and your girlies right usually it's just you going it's in there it's just me yeah i mean i thought my friends and i have talked about like i have other friends that are you know starting comedy and so we go together we're thinking about going together but I mean, I like to I like to go alone. Um, I find that it's like easier to get away with things when you're by yourself. Like, uh, I can. <laughs> if you bomb, you'll be fine. Right, and like usually, you know, the open mic that I've been going to, uh, I go up. I'll go up at like seven or eight p.m. Like in that window, and then they do a Friday night show, and so I stay for the show but I can stay for the show without buying a ticket because I'm alone and I'm small and I can just like make myself hidden so I find that I can get away with things a lot easier if I just like promised I'm just like oh I'll just be I'll just be quiet I'll just be you won't even know I'm here so you can even get, take a chair you just stand all yeah time. I just stand in the hallway and like listen <laughs> and memorize my set for the next hour like so I find that when I'm alone places, I can kind of get away with, you know, doing things and taking up space a little easier because I'm, you know, I'm just by myself and I'm just like, I'm just, I'm just a little saintly girl. I'm just a little demure, quiet girl. And then oh, I, yeah. I get away with it. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that happening a hundred percent. Even me, I could squeeze into places a, a few days ago. I like wash my hands in the employee's kitchen at a barber shop, <laughs> and I was there. I just snuck through. I didn't even know who I was. But you're probably. Um, I still remember the first time I met you. I always thought you were older than you were because you are very, uh, you know, funny for your for. Well, I feel like the first time we talked, you're like 14 or something. Yeah. Uh, I was like, damn, this girl's got chops, and now you're over here. You. you know. Yeah singing to the, the people singing to the people yeah it's been interesting like i mean just going back i don't do it very often i don't like watch my old videos back when i made videos i don't really go back and watch them often but sometimes when i do it's really interesting because i definitely like you can see like i i mean i've always made it a point to i think like, to be very honest in the jokes i write and the things that i say and i think definitely you can see like what on that honesty meant to me at the time like from going from like when I started making videos in like ninth grade to now like about to fucking go to college like I um you can see that like whatever I was going through at the time like how I was channeling that into comedy and right. I think at the beginning I definitely was very much more enmeshed with, like, the meme culture, the, like, ironic TikTok sphere, and, like, I was less, I, it was more, I was more doing character things, and it was less me, and then I think what happened is, like, I don't know, I think there was glimpses of honesty, you know, there was little 
bits of honesty where, you know, now what I do, it's usually my comedy is basically, it's mostly based around myself. Like I'm not, it's, I commend people that can do, write a joke out of a story of something that never happened. Like a lot of comedians can do that where they can just completely make up a story. I think that's impressive. That's not really something I can do. It's got to come from me. Maybe that'll change, but I definitely used to not do that. And you can kind of see as I started to realize that that's what I was better at. Like when I had my second, I was fat hood bitch and then it was lives in a society, right? So when I went to lives in a society, which was, that account only lasted a year. Like it's, I ended it, I started it July, 2020. And then I ended it like mid June, 2021. Um, which is crazy. Like looking what back. What did it get up to? What did it get up to in followers? 500,000. Kind of like it was, Damn. it was, yeah. It Realizing that that was built in a year was kind of crazy to reckon with, like after the fact. But you can definitely see through that account, I discovered, I mean, we were in the throes of like quarantine. And I think through that account, I realized that like what I wanted to do with my comedy was be more honest about myself. Sometimes to a fault, like I look back and I'm like, I didn't need to be saying all that. Like, I really yeah. didn't need to be saying all that shit, but I did. And I don't know, it exists on the internet. I don't know how many of my videos were saved. Like, it's never, my videos were never things that made it into like, I've looked for myself in like TikTok compilations and things. But like, you know, you don't want to be watching a 10 minute video that's all like, videos of people dancing to like it with like a little joke underneath and like like a meme audio and then all of a sudden i'm like hey guys want to hear about how one of my boobs is an a and the other is a b because of my chronic anorexia like it's not it doesn't fit you know so um i don't know how my videos will live on and to other people you know i haven't really been able to find many of them because i don't think they were very memeable i had viral moments but i don't think the kind of things i was making were very memeable i think these moments like these videos i made i'm totally rambling right now but i think like the videos i made sort of okay yeah true i think the videos i made sort of like live on more in people's heads than you know like you're not gonna find my videos on like a meme page you know but somebody's definitely going to be thinking late at night like what the fuck was that and um i'm i'm happy to occupy that space exactly that's like the that's like where the actual art happens you know that's like uh you know you're above it all and you're just uh i don't think i'm not not that's not what i meant yeah i mean like uh, uh what was it you know people who like Get on Twitter and just goof instead of like seriously tweet. I don't know. Yeah. Um, especially TikTok. TikTok is 100%. My opinion and in, in my, as someone who's been on it for a while, it's done. It's coming to a close. It's definitely coming to a close. I think around the time I left, even I was recognizing that it was coming to a close because, I mean, before when I left like when i deleted my first account it was weird to delete the account because tiktok was so i felt like i was going to be closed out of some cultural you know con like whatever was going on in the cultural context i felt like by leaving tiktok i was going to be shut out of that and then it's so different because when i left my second account lives in a society it was at a time where i was like I could leave right now and I really don't think I'm going to miss anything. Whereas like even just a year prior, 
leaving the app was stressful because I was like, there's so much shit, cultural shit that I'm going to miss out on, you know? And then whereas now I really think, I mean, I left that my second account in June and I really think that like, even now, even more so the app is like really coming to a close. Like, I don't think, I don't know what else it has to offer. I think it captured like a glimpse in time. I think it was very much like Vine where it captured a glimpse in time of like what we needed from social media, like what we needed social media to offer for us. And I think now, I don't know, it's like on to the, I don't know what's going to be next. I don't think anybody anticipated that Musical.ly was going to be transform, be bought by a Chinese company for like fucking some billion dollars and transform into what Vine was, like the, how iconic Vine was. And I hear a lot of people, I mean, not as much anymore now, but when Vine had ended and people were, remember that wave that people were writing of nostalgia for Vine, where right. when TikTok was on its height, right, where TikTok was in its like prime and people were like, this will never be Vine. Like she wants to be Vine. She's never going to be Vine. But like, I, I don't know. I feel like TikTok gave, people what vine i it's it was the really the same thing people com- said you'll never be vine like tiktok is never going to be vine but it really served the same purpose and i don't know it's interesting like having a perspective where you can understand social media trends like being aware of social media trends and like kind of being conscious of like in maybe two years we're gonna get a whole new iteration of this and people are when that app comes out people are gonna be like you'll never be tiktok this app is never gonna be tiktok and i feel like the cycle is just gonna continue until the fucking end of time but yeah to sum it all up i really think like i think i don't know i don't know what more tiktok has to offer us i think it gave us what we needed for a time but i i i think by leaving it nobody's really right now leaving it you're not really missing much maybe it'll have a revival but i don't think so yeah it used to like start stuff you right. used to have to come on it to like know what was going on but right. now it's just you know memes about whatever like right. Travis scott or something <laughs> um but yeah now it's causing more harm than good in my opinion like all these other social medias are trying to like take, you know, oh yeah, that's what we need. Like Instagram's got suggested posts. This has been real, killing me. I mean, reels on Instagram. You post one reel, I've lost all respect for you. <laughs> I, I haven't even been able to figure it out. Like I tried and I couldn't, I don't know how it works. Oh no, here's the bad part is that any video you post is a reel. So I just posted a video once and it just automatically turned it to a reel and... They're trapping no. us. It's entrapment. They're, it's yeah. like the fucking TikTok industrial complex. Like people need short form content and they need it now or else they're going to die. They're like inject that shit into my veins and it's like, do we as a society really like need more ways to provide each other short form content? Right. Do we need more short form content? Do we need to be occupying each other's like time in fucking one to three minute increments anymore? I mean, I really don't think so. Like, and now, you know, YouTube has shorts like you YouTube shorts. You don't even get paid for them. 
You don't get you paid don't for even, You don't get AdSense for shorts. You don't get AdSense for shorts. I mean, it's it's total bullshit. It's, it's like I sn- fucking Snapchat is going to probably release something. I mean, whatever. <laughs> oh, they already have it. They Snapchat already has have one. It. Snapchat, they got of it. Snapchat yep. is hilarious to me because it's like so past its prime. It hasn't been <laughs> yeah. cool since like 2016. So sad. It's so sad. It's so sad. Snapchat is absolutely the trashiest platform. Like that's literally snapchat is where like money laundering fucking goes to happen like snapchat is she's trashy um but yeah it's it's hilarious snapchat is very funny and now they're like they're trying to make original content like snapchat is trying to make shows now and i'm like we don't need everybody to have a show you saw the charlie versus dixie one yeah i'm like they wanted me on it they wanted you on it? They wanted me, like, commentating on their, like, beef. Like, oh, my God, Charlie, you just pied Dixie in the face. Ugh. Damn. It's just, like, we don't need original content from every platform. It's, like, they're all just trying to fucking, I mean, Netflix. Like Peacock? Fucking what was going Peacock. On? I mean, like, everybody, it's, like, have you subscribed to fucking Tits Plus? It's the new, <laughs> it's the new site. Like... <laughs> They've got original content. It's all about tits. Like, it's ridiculous. It's we don't need original content from everybody. We don't need short form content from everybody. It's like website Snapchat. Just like let me post my little stories. You don't need a show. You don't need a show. It's better when it's just like tab the tabloids that you just see, and it's right. like some girl with a giant foot, and right. then it's like yes, Snapchat. Snapchat is for when you're sitting on the toilet in a public bathroom that has no Wi-Fi and you click on the Daily Mail story and it's like a British... It's preloaded already. It's preloaded. Yeah. It's like yeah. one slide is like a British Instagram model desecrating the memory of Princess Diana and the next is a woman with a ridiculously big foot. Like, yeah. that is what it's for. It is for sitting and scrolling on a public toilet. It is for oh, nothing you- else. It is not for like deep thoughtful fucking original streaming content like i don't need fucking i don't know what's like the hot show i don't need like stranger things for snapchat like i don't need it i don't need it put it away and even the uh you know i think they should really like take advantage of the disability things that they got you know sometimes i'll see someone with like a giant jaw or something and i give the giant jaw chick a show Right, exactly. Don't or like give the Charlie other, and the... Dixie a Snapchat original. Don't give Addison Ray a Snapchat original. I want to see a bitch with gangrene get a fucking <laughs> Snapchat original. What if they did like uh, you know, Wipeout, but just all people with you with know, just like large limbs. Limbs, exactly. Right. Some guy with big hands. You know. But I sometimes feel guilty. You know, when you're growing up, you just see someone with a wheel ch- in a wheelchair in a store, and you're just like. St- you know, staring stare. at them. I think I learned pretty early on not to stare. I have a memory of being at like, fuck, where was it? I think it was like Six Flags or I mean, it was some amusement park. Right. And like a girl who was like no older than me walked by and she had like no arms. And I was like, shit, this bitch got no arms. And I was like, <laughs> I think I was like six at the time. And I think at that point, like seeing that she was only a little bit older than me i was like damn what if i woke up one morning and i didn't have arms (laughs) and that taught me not to stare that taught me not to stare because i was like damn that could be me that's growth i still sometimes i'll see someone in crutches and i'm just like staring 
I mean, if somebody's on crutches, they're, like, begging to be looked at. Crutches are, like, that's a she's asking for it accessory. Like, (laughs) crutches are, if somebody's got, like, a fucking boot on, like, oh, you tore your ACL and you're on crutches, it's like, okay, you're begging to be stared at. And they're walking with both feet anyway. It's like, they're being I'm like, okay, whore, you know? Right. Oh, yeah, I remember. The whores in middle school would be booted up. They They, they weren't even playing sports. They weren't even playing sports. It's like you're in, what is it called, Scholar Bowl or something? You do not need a. You reference Scholar Bowl the other day as uh, if well I that... am supposed to know what that is. Why does? Well, I thought that was a thing everyone had. Our schools would go against other schools, and it would be like they'd bring up random questions, and then the first one to buzz it in. Maybe you had something else. Name I, different. When you describe it, it's like I know what that concept is, but no school I've ever been to has done that. They might have, and I just wasn't sentient enough, like in school. Like I was just showing up to school a little weeded out, if you know what I'm saying. And so I wasn't aware that the folks, the student body was doing a quiz show, but. Yeah, I mean, maybe, but the concept sounds familiar. But what you reference it so like cavalierly, twice. as if no. it's like, as well, if that's because I just did. I mean, it was like yesterday, it's fresh on my mind. You it's know? fresh in your mind, it's weighing, it's weighing heavy on your mind. Quiz well, Scholar Bowl, Scholar is, Bowl you, right? It was crazy too because these kids, these little whiz kids, would stay after school and just memorize facts. Nerds, like, remember in uh, the office when he had to like go against like Michael had to go against Dwight or something, and he's like. I'm going to memorize China today, and tomorrow I'll do geography. That's what they were doing. They would just take a subject and just every fact that needed to have. I still remember one of them. For some I would a, say that's lame, but I was doing musical theater after school, so. Oh, yeah, now you do stand-up. So, yeah, I mean, but I still, all... do, I still do musical theater. I still have my bad hobbies. I still have my embarrassing hobbies. So, wait, how old are you now? 17. 17, and you're applying to places Yeah. To enlist yeah i'm i'm enlisting in the army they want me they've they've been calling me they really want me and the nba too they really want me (laughs) and browsers they really want me too i'm actually in really high demand right now oh yeah i think they're like doing a seinfeld reboot and they want you in it too yeah they want me to be kramer they want me to be kramer and they want me to go to the laugh factory Nah, well, um, maybe not. The Laugh Factory actually are, is stuff open. Yeah, I know about the Laugh yeah. Factory, and I know about the been, comedy store. I've never been to the Laugh Factory. I've been to the comedy store. The comedy store is like magical. When I went for the first time, it was like, oh my god, because it's like this place that you always hear people talk about, and right. it's like the culture surrounding the comedy store is like such a big thing, and like being there, like even I was just seeing a show, but like being there, I was like, oh my god, this is like where fucking comedy history is made. The Laugh Factory, it's like, it's the Kramer video, and then it's like Dane Cook yelling at a waitress. Like, that's what it's known for. Like, Dane Cook has a parking, he used to have a parking spot at the Laugh Factory. He's like a famous comedian. He passed his prime, but he had like a, um, he was like a regular at the Laugh Factory, and he had a parking spot with his name on it, and um, he got like, briefly i think he might be back now but he got like kind of briefly blacklisted or ousted from the the laugh factory because he like was super mean to one of the fucking waitresses there like so mean and they just let the plants around his parking spot grow and so his 
like fucking parking spot that says a sign for Dane Cook was just like shrouded in weeds. And it's like that to this day. I don't know, but that's definitely like a fucking metaphor for the LA comedy scene. I think. No, I hate that. I don't like the Laugh Factory set. I think it's very um. It's ugly. It's takes, yeah, it's, it's tacky. Really it is very tacky. You see it in the the little YouTube videos like that they post. It's tacky. Yeah. I mean, I'll rescind this if they offer me like if they're like Ivy Wolk special at the Laugh Factory. You know, like I'll take this back and I'll kiss its Hollywood feet. But like, you know, right? Yeah, I don't. I think the comedy store is the girl the comedy store is the girl that everybody wants to be it's iconic who'd you see there i saw let's see um god who was there chris delia no he would have you would have went home with him yeah Yeah. i would have gone home with him and i maybe would not have woken up alive but um yeah uh god that's a that's a saga um i can't remember who i saw it's like the shows that they do are like there'll be like fifteen comics on a lineup, right? And so, yeah. um, I remember that the last guy that went because if you're the closer, like if you're the last person, they basically use you to like, to my understanding, clear out the club. And so this old guy, I can't even remember what his name was, but he like got on stage. He was there for an hour. By the end of his set, there was only like five people left, including me. And he would, like, scream and yell at the audience when we didn't laugh. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life because, I mean, all his jokes were about, like, killing homeless people. And, like, he made this one joke about, like, how Asian women have an extra bone in their wrist for hand jobs. Like, it was ridiculous. Like, I was sitting there and I was like, holy fuck. Um, but it was somehow the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life because it was just so awkward. It's me. I'm recording. Who is this? What's up? Oh my god. I'm in the middle of recording a podcast. <laughs> is this a bit or is somebody in there? My brother wants a tracking number for his shoes. <laughs> and I, I told him recording. He's like, yeah, bro, but I need the tracking number. Um, No, it's not a bit. I actually beat my brothers and um, he's going to get beat right after this. So. Oh, that's good. I be- yeah. I'm, a, I'm a fan of corporal punishment. Um... Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but um, okay. it's uh, it's really star-studded scene down there. Something I have a, a question about, which you might not be too familiar as a what do they call it? A, a an apprentice, a apprentice of comedy. Is where's the money come from? I have no clue. I mean, obviously you get like money from one gig, right? For for the night. And what do you get? Like a check on your way out? Or like, yeah, I don't know. you get money. I As far as I know, yeah. But like they have, yeah, you get money for the performances. Some clubs have paid regulars. And so your job is to go up every night. And so you're paid nightly for your performance. Like they have, you know, they're like, like the guy that closed out that show, for example, that went up for an hour and talked about, you know, killing homeless people and shit. Um, old very old man geriatric um he's like one of their paid regulars and so his job is to like he fucking you wake up at like yeah you wake up at like 9 p.m and you just you just go up and then they just like get you give you your money on the way out or you can like produce shows like you can make money by like putting together your own shows like uh i know a guy who does 
a weekly show at the Hollywood Improv, and so he makes money by he performs and he sets up the show. So uh, that's like his job to like get the people on and to like book them and to you know it's like it's his mic and so yeah and then obviously a lot of comedians during covid when nobody was you know able to perform everybody had a fucking podcast right i mean we're on one right now but like everybody had a fucking podcast um and so you make money off of you know sponsorships patreon subscriptions whatnot what have you so yeah i mean and then when you're, like, big enough to tour, the real money comes from touring, right? If you're doing a theater tour, the big the big buckaroons come from doing big theaters all across the country. You know, you do a different one every two days or something, and... Oh, yeah, it sounds horrible. It sounds... I would be... I, I think about that. I'm like, what if I was doing that? And I, it would be terrible. Like, one plane ride destroys my body i need to stay in the hotel and like sleep for an entire day like if i they're driving a lot of the times too i mean you're like driving around you're flying like if i had to fly from one city to another and do two shows in a day i would be a wreck like one plane ride gives me horrible diarrhea for like three days (laughs) like it wrecks me i don't know how they do it they're truly our strongest soldiers (laughs) <laughs> it's crazy that, it's like crazy. you just get off a plane and you're like oh yeah an hour 30 minutes i gotta just yeah. pop off in front of a you know a couple yeah. thousand people yeah but that's what you're working at so you better be ready for it i but, know yeah we're gonna get you on the podcast going right is that the mission making my own podcast right yeah i'm kind yeah, of gaslighting I've you thought so. about it here's the thing it's like after i stopped making videos because of how much people hated me i think people are reflecting on me even months later and like i mean i've heard i've had people tell me that they've gotten videos on their for you pages like of like videos like it's like a screenshot of me gabbing and people are like we treated this girl wrong like she was she was just speaking her mind and y'all were afraid to fucking accept the truths that she was speaking you know so i feel like people are already reflecting on it but also like the amount of people that were so loud about hating me has made me think like, do the people really need more of me talking, you know? Um, and I'm sure there's people that do want that. People have expressed on my Instagram that they want me to have a podcast, but like, I don't know. I, I sometimes catch myself wondering like, does the greater good of society really need me like talking about my fucking big nose and thin lip combo for an hour every week you know like oh yeah just do do the people really need this like i should be like building a school in africa with my bare hands but i'm like speaking into my computer like eh, so i mean i've thought about it and i definitely probably will do it because i think i'm like just self-indulgent enough to like you know want to hear myself talk you know, but maybe I'll get tired of hearing my own voice. I liked TikTok uh, because if I had an idea, if I had something to say, I could say it and there was people that would listen. Um, So, you know, maybe I just need an outlet like that again. I guess stand-up has been acting as my outlet for that, but um, I don't know. I think it's easier to be somewhat successful off of a podcast than it is to be a fucking successful open mic 
comedian, you know? So. It also helps both. It helps each, you know, yeah. helps your pod and the comedy. I think comments, please, you know, let them, let, uh, let Mrs. Walk know the demand. The demand um, but actually, for a podcast yeah, for me. That's one of the hardest things. I think the only hurdle you got to jump through is how, like, kind of corny it is to make a podcast it's so one. corny but like also yeah. i do a lot of corny shit you know like uh so it's like what's one more corny thing to add to the pile that's also my thinking is like when i'm like oh this is so corny do people really need this it's also like well i also do musicals so maybe i can just make myself a little worse and it's who's it gonna hurt you know and yeah, think of it like an SS, uh, oh, SSO, oh my God, what is it? SOS, like call, you're just, you've got people on the line and you're just like every week, you're like, hey, this is the scoop, you know, you guys just keep doing your thing. You're just kind of like their little, um, you know, no one does this anymore. They need you. They need, I don't know if anybody needs to hear from me. I think, no, but like, genuinely, I think you'd kill a pod. Even the musicals, I know the musicals sound <laughs> promising, um, but I think uh, you're multitask. Uh, here's my mom. I can see her out the window coming through the yard. Um, oh, very nice. But yeah, I mean, I don't know if the American people need a podcast from me, but I'll do one anyway. I think on a whim, I'll start one. That's usually how I start things is absolutely on a whim. My doing stand-up was like actually getting into it was sort of on a whim too. I mean, that's a lie actually, because I signed up for the open mic a week in advance. But like, I mean, even just like, I don't know, I guess... I'm working on doing things more on a whim. You know, I'm working on being creative on a whim. I'm working on being spontaneous with plans. This is something that going into 2022, I definitely want to get better at. Um, so maybe a podcast will just be one of those things for me. I figure out how to set it up one night and then boom, I've got a podcast and I just go along with it. Oh yeah. And the setup's not even crazy. I could, yeah, it's like, we set it up right now before this one for you. Yeah. But that's actually one of the, my main things that I preach on this pod is this uh, lack of spontaneity that we've got. No one's really, you know, doing it. I was encouraging people the other day to like, you know, yell at the drive through with like, if they mess up your order, just yell at them back. Like it, you don't have time. <laughs> you know, it, you can't keep like, you know, not everything is, uh, following the game of life dude we're on a rock mm -hmm. we're in space we're floating oh yeah baby baby's first nihilist idea yeah exactly oh yeah well yeah damn it is nihilism i'm basically what's the good dude's name nietzsche nietzsche friedrich nietzsche yeah pretty yeah. much now the musicals what's the most recent one you've uh you know you've really popped out at I mean, I did, like, I do, like, local theater, you know? Like, I do, like, local children's theater. I'm not getting paid for it, but, like... Or, like, not children's anymore, but, like, like local fucking high school theater. But, like, uh, the next one I'm doing is The Wild Party, which starts soon. That's a cute little show. It's very much, like, a cast of 90% virgins, like, in 1920s outfits, like, on the stage, like, miming, smoking a cigarette, like oh, I love sex, and it's 1924. Like, it's very much that, um, which is hilarious and makes it much more fun. So, yeah, that's the this next one I'm the, doing. Through the high school? 
yeah you it's go like to other ones too it's like a local theater uh program so it's really nothing it's like not professional it's just fun it's the only exercise that i get is when i'm dancing otherwise i'm like in a musical because otherwise i'm completely sedentary like just in my bed laying paralyzed in a bed of crumbs like the other day my mom sat in my bed and said this feels like the beach so (laughs) if i'm not up and dancing mom this is the future this is the future in the future the beach will be at home no literally probably probably Yeah. yeah um here's something that if i you grew up in la right yes yeah fascinating if i grew up in it um, I, I feel like I would, sh- if I was going the route you're taking, I would, uh, get real self-aware with myself because, you know, the, the stereotype of LA is everyone wants it. Everyone's doing the, uh, right. the, uh, I, the, yeah, the, I, I heard it recently referred to as a cesspool of opportunity, which I think is perfectly like, I think that perfectly sums it up. It's like, yeah, everybody here is fucking want something everybody here is looking for something it's like very different people but fundamentally sort of the same can you hear my dog barking in the background yeah i'm sorry no, um, that's fine. but yeah like very much fundamentally the same um people come some people are you know natives but most of the people that have been you know that i've met here are like Besides, you know, the friends that I've had that are from here, like the friends that I've made recently are people from all over the country and they all come here looking for like the same things. And it's definitely like, I don't know, I've got a weird relationship with LA. But yeah, like you were saying, it's like it does make you very self-aware because you realize that like everybody wants something from this place and like I am not exempt from that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And even... uh. Were you primarily looking at the acting route earlier? Is that still in the cards? I mean, I think I mostly, I mean, I feel like my acting career is really dead. And I know that's like, people look at me like that's crazy to say because I'm young. But like, I really think, I mean, like, I make a joke about this in my stand-up. Like, a real-life 17 is like a Hollywood 35. Like, I really think... The fact that, like, everybody that's famous is getting younger and younger. Like, in a few years, I'm going to be past my prime. Like, I'm going to need a facelift or else, like, no dice, you know? Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I guess now acting, I mean, what I really want to do is comedy and I want to write. Like, that's really what I want to do long term. That's what I want to, like, devote my life to. Acting is fun. I'm okay at it. I like it. I'm mostly fueled to do it by just the spite of like all those that have wronged me and denied me opportunity in this business like i'm already now i'm on a billboard yeah now you gotta look at me right i'm already like jaded and angry and i've only been in the fucking game for like a few years like i really only started acting professionally when i was like what 13 like and i'm already at the place where i'm like these fucking kids coming in and still on my fucking jobs you know <laughs> So, but that's what it is. That's, that's what, what it is. is. Now. That's that's what it does to you. That's what this fucking city does to you. And I feel like I don't know. I need to. I worry that if I in the next few years, if I don't get out and like try to live somewhere else, I will literally be swallowed up by it, and I will never leave. I will just never motivate myself to leave. And I think everybody needs to live 
somewhere else at least once in their life. You know, you got to leave your hometown, even if your hometown is not so is much a LA. town. Yeah. Even if your hometown is not so much a town as it is like a soul sucking fucking like big bellied beast of opportunity and like fucking Botox, you know? Yeah. Where would you head for your uh, time off in L.A.? Boston, probably. That's like my top college is in Boston. And so I went uh, on a trip to Boston like last month uh, just for a few days. And it was so great. Like it's it's just such a beautiful city. Um, I like I like how walkable it is. That's really what I'm looking for is like somewhere where I don't need a driver's license to fucking get around because I don't have a driver's license at my big age out of protest because I hate that you have to drive everywhere. So I just pay people to drive me. Like I, all of my money is blown on Ubers and Lyfts. Like I literally just sit in the back of a car of somebody else's car. And I just like fold my fucking arms and I look out the window and I'm like, girl, I hate it here. And then somebody <laughs> is just like some fucking 40 year old guy is like driving me to like support his family. Like it really is. That's like when you live in LA for long enough, you start to realize that like, that's what it is. It's like a fucking 17 year old influencer sitting in the back of an Uber. Like, I can't believe I have to go to Lil Huddy's fucking Halloween bash. <laughs> and then it's like a guy that's like, I've lived here for 30 years and I'm make, I'm making barely enough money to support my three kids and my wife. And we moved here from fucking Mexico and, I'm miserable, and then I'm just in the background. I'm like, oh, I bet there's not even going to be any poppers at Lil Huddy's fucking Halloween bash. <laughs> oh, Lil Huddy's got poppers for days. Yeah, I went to I the heard. house, and there was none. But I somebody, no poppers. No poppers. It was it was heartbreaking. It was definitely Charlie uh, was probably like you know looking after the place. She was clean. in Paris. She and Huddy were in Paris. Um. I do want to go back to his house just because it was hilarious and it was decorated like a cheesecake factory. I talk about this all the time. Like, that is my favorite L.A. anecdote is, like, the fact that Lil Huddy's house is decorated like a cheesecake factory. He's living, like, have you seen the show Entourage? No. He's, well, for anybody listening that has seen the show Entourage, he's living very much an Entourage life where, like, it's his house and, like, five of his buddies live in the house rent free and they're like just his little oh, like his entourage his entourage exactly like the namesake you know they're yeah yeah so um and he's like the big star so yeah the house is hilarious um and i do want to go back but like yeah i did genuinely have a fun time there but he was in paris promoting his album because he is a oh, pop he wasn't star. even there he wasn't even there no because he is a pop star wow. because he has to be if you live in la for long enough you will become a pop star you and you know there's to. nothing nothing wrong with that honestly i mean i think uh xo brooklyn is popping out recently she's she's yeah i've heard she's releasing a single it's like i was talking about this with one of my friends the other day it's like not everybody needs to be a singer not ever. I mean, I'm sure. I don't know this Brooklyn girl. I did see somebody reposting that she was making a single. Shout out to her for making a single. I'm sure she's the people's princess. I'm sure she's the the pop princess. Oh, she's a devil. She's the absolute devil. She's Let's a devil. She is. She is. Uh, she seems. She sweet. duetted me. She duetted me and deleted it. So that tells you enough. Um, Damn. I you didn't with her. see her at Huddy's? <laughs> I didn't. She wasn't at Huddy's. She was not at Huddy's. But, wow. um, you know, it's like not everybody needs to be a singer. Not everybody needs a podcast as well, which is why I'm thinking <laughs> I don't need a podcast. 
Right. And I'm there's scared the... of contributing to the fucking oversaturation of this market where everybody is like a fucking self-made on like fucking entertainment industry. Like, I mean, but I guess if I'm auditioning so much for the past few years and I was on a show that I got fucking fired from, like when I get the opportunity, it leaves me, right? So maybe I need to start making opportunities for myself. That's like kind of my defense of me making a podcast. I'm definitely, I'm overthinking it. Like, as you can see, I'm overthinking it. Like, overthinking no. my contribution to the world. Like, I really, I could just do it or not do it. Nobody gives a shit. But, like, I don't know. For me, it's, like, this fucking gross, self-aware, fucking, like, self-consuming fucking spell that I'm under. Like, I have to overanalyze every move I make. You know, I have to fucking look at everything I do in like this media media criticism lens like oh i'm going to target twice in one week how would sigmund freud um and fucking susan sontag those are just like the two i just pulled two philosophers out of my ass but like how would fucking how would fucking angela davis uh break down the impact of me going to target twice in a week you know like i i this is how i think about things and it's definitely it's not a good example because she's like a racial justice activist and I don't think she would she could give two shits if I went to Target. If, but like I couldn't think of anybody that criticizes media. Who criticizes who's a media critic? I feel like everybody's No, I think everyone everybody's loves a media. media everybody's a media critic nowadays. I couldn't even think of a good example because everybody's a media critic nowadays. So that's why I'm even like do I even need to be overanalyzing myself through a, me- a media critical lens if everybody's a m- media critic. Like, not everybody needs to be a pop star. Not everybody needs to be a podcast. Not everybody needs to be a media critic, including me. Including me. Well, as the wise uh, Bo Burnham once said, you know, okay. he was really telling people to be quiet. Yeah. You know, it was kind of hypocritical. Even his own special was like, shut up. You don't need to commentate on everything. And this dude's and commentating then, right. about, right. I think he understands You know that scene that. In, in his little special when he's at the the reaction, reacting to the reaction? Yeah. I think he like, understands. That's what the thing about this. It's like, I think he, un- and I mean, even me, that's the irony of even me being on this podcast right now is like, he uh, he definitely, he's commentating, he's comment commentating, commenting on, like the fucking in like everybody reacting everybody create everybody having to create things while he's creating something you know i'm on this podcast right now talking about how not everybody needs to create things but i recognize that i am on a podcast creating something as we're going but at the same time i'm not stopping myself you know i'm still i'm still doing it like exactly i'm self i'm being self-aware but like to what I'm not being self-aware enough to like cut nip this in the bud and be like, okay, we got to stop this podcast. Like I'm still talking to people, you know, like how self-aware am I? If I'm really, if I'm still contributing to what I am saying, tell I'm preaching to everybody is a problem, but I'm still contributing to it. And, uh, so I think uh, it's complicated. And even me saying it's complicated is fucking ironic. Cause it's like, yeah, um, or not ironic. I'm rambling so much. This is not making sense. This is what's going on in my mind at all times. Like this I'm always is like, why you need a podcast. Ugh. 
I feel I no, worry. It's but Liz, am I making any sense? Like, no, a hundred percent. And I get that. And I, and I was talking about this on the uh, on one of my solos. And you know, you get so stuck in this, and then you see someone with no self awareness, and they're just having a blast. They're just so happy, and you're like, I would like some of that. Like I, you know, your mom will show you a meme that's like, oh my god, you think this is funny? Like, I wish I could laugh at this, and then. You kind of, I don't know, like, I remember freshman year, I was, like, you know, only into the dankest, the dankest memes. Oh, and the I would, dankest. I would only oh. laugh at, like, gore, like, someone just getting <laughs> run over by a train. And I'd be like, this is really good. Exactly. And then I remember one day, like, my friends weren't catching up with me, and they were, like, still laughing at, like, Daquan or something, and I was like... Yeah, it's not it's not even fun where I'm at anymore. I'm yeah, just going to something's got to more... something's got to change. Yeah. Like so I I mean, I don't know. I feel like I'm just shrouded in like layers of irony of like the self-awareness doesn't extend to stopping the behaviors, you know? I mean, Bo Burnham is his brand is that he's self-aware, but the self-awareness doesn't extend to him never making a special ever again and taking right. his own advice, right? And I think that's part. That's probably part of the joke. Like, I'm sure if I were to talk about him, like, about this with him, he would understand that that's part of the joke, that he's being a hypocrite, he's basically. coming on in a bit. You can stay for him. You know, he's going to be on in a bit. We can have all three of us. Really oh great, 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 great! Yeah, yeah, we can really. I can ask him questions. I think he's. I think he's brilliant. I mean, I yeah. I think Bo Burnham. Bo Burnham is a brilliant guy. I've always loved his stuff. But also, when I see like annoying people on Twitter, like <laughs> posting him as their Spotify raft, I'm like, how do you listen to this shit? Like, <laughs> how do you listen to the, the sun is coming, reflecting it in a really weird way right now. I apologize if the lighting is changing, but um. I'm like, how do you just, like, put this in your headphones and, like, walk around and fucking listen to it while you're, like, buying groceries, you know? Like, get a hobby. Get a job. Oh, yeah. I saw one with, like, she but had I love the, him, but get a job. the white woman diss as, like, their number two. I'm like, <laughs> this? I would listen to the, what was it, the Jeff Bezos? I mean, there's a couple ones that go crazy. But I, I saw, I followed JoJo Siwa on Twitter. She retweeted a, a rap. The top four were her jams i don't even know what she does is she singing is or is she rapping What's, i don't even do? know what she does like i she she's like a pop star again she's a pop star she's a pop star she's like a. she fucking, reminds me of uh she's just from famous Bo- like that's her job she's famous what's the show with the horse i almost Bo-Jack called it Bo Burnham. Horseman. Bo-Jack. <laughs> Horseman. yeah, yeah uh, uh like the little girl in it that's what Jojo yeah. CR reminds me of. Yeah, I mean, she's just like a celebrity, you know? She's one of those people that's like just a media figure. Like, she was on... There are so many people that are like that where I'm like, what exactly are you famous for? You know, like, what... How did you get th- to be this way? I think... I mean, wasn't she on Dance Moms? Like, I don't even know if she was... Was she a main character on that show? I never watched the show, but I think she's like a former reality television star turns just like a person that has just fucking monopolized every form of performing arts media like she i'm i does she have a podcast i mean i don't know if most of her fans are like sentient enough like old enough to be sentient enough to like open apple podcasts and like listen to like understand what her her takes on current events but like you know i she's like managed to fit her way into every fucking media sphere it's like it's it's very impressive the way she's 
the way she's, she's loaded. done herself. She's loaded. It's crazy. I, I heard her talking to someone else, I think in an interview or something, in her little bows that she sells. Oh, she made funny anecdote about JoJo Siwa and her bows. When I was in like seventh, eighth grade, I was at the mall, the mall like near my house, the local mall, uh, with my friend, and we saw JoJo Siwa and her mother walking. And we like came up and we took a photo with her. Um, and her mom had this big like fucking Tory Burch handbag full of bows and she was just anybody that recognized jojo she was just handing them out to people oh. and so i got a jojo bow i got an original jojo bow no way is that picture still in circulation i need to find it i really i am gonna find how it how old are you 12 i think i was wearing like a harry Damn. potter beanie that i got from hot topic <laughs> like i mean it was like a rough it was a rough period in my life um well, yeah you were like 12 yeah, so you should, yeah i'm really i'm scrolling all the way to the, i have so many fucking uh, videos and photos of my camera roll it's actually ridiculous like it's i'm scrolling yeah. all the way to the top as she sold i think she sold in like one year she sold it looks like i'm fucking it. it looks like i'm jerking myself off under the desk <laughs> but i'm literally i'm just I'm 18 million in like a year in bows horrifying I mean, respect respect it's absolute respect of, yeah and she's on what was it what i don't even know what that show is when they're dancing with dancing with the stars i mean like the shows like that i really did there was a period where i can't find this picture i will find this picture for you and i will send it but um and you can i don't know you because i don't believe you unless i see it you you can insert it right here um but yeah uh dancing with stars and like i was watching there's a period where i would just like i would get a little high and i would watch i would just turn on dancing with the stars or the voice and like uh just tune out and every episode was the same like i came to realize every episode of every season of those shows was exactly the same followed the same blueprint and it just made me feel like a fucking i don't know like midwestern woman waiting for her kids to get home from school while like folding laundry on the couch like it was i was terrified with myself so i had to like i had to stop right and you were how old like I mean, this or, was this was know. this year. This was this, oh, this year yeah, when I started. Course, yeah, because they were co they were on during the same season. It's like they had the TV shows that followed the same blueprint are on during the same season. Same with The Bachelor. Like every season of The Bachelor is the same, which is. But I still watch it because there's this podcast I listen to right called Game of Roses, and it breaks down The Bachelor uh, like it is, which is a game. Like it's a game that's entirely. Like, the puppet masters are, like, the producers, and the ge- it's entirely, like, it's formulaic, it's scripted, and they, like, have broken the show down to a science, and it's so funny. If you're, if anybody that's listening to this watches The Bachelor, listen to the Game of Roses podcast, it's so funny. Like, you will realize that, like, all of this long-running reality television is, like, it's a game. It's basically, it's, like... It's the same episode every week. It's just every season is the same. It's it's actually impressive, like the formula they've gotten it down to. But yeah, like that really that podcast, I mean, helped me realize like how much of this like competition reality television is just it's just something for like a fucking Midwestern. Is that all they do? It's just the yeah. Podcast. It's just about the Bachelor. Like they every epi- they go through every episode during the seasons of like the Bachelor, the Bachelorette spinoffs, because you know of course they're spinoffs, 
and they break it down like to a science and you really realize that like yeah all this shit that we're like fucking fed on tv like all this reality television it's it's just to like it's just so your eyes can glaze over while you're like folding laundry like that really is what it is but when you like your you unglaze your eyes and you start to focus on what the show actually is you realize how funny it is that like somebody behind the scenes has scripted this entire thing and marketed marketed it to you as real so it's very interesting listen i would recommend do you have do you watch the bachelor do you guys get it do you get the bachelor in canada i know uh we get it um we don't even have hulu up here is that what it's on yeah it's on it's yeah the episodes are on hulu we don't have hulu damn it's rough out here and they and they had a black friday sale for hulu it's like seven dollars for the year yeah, but for the whole year. But it was like I think it was like I think it was like maybe thirteen for the whole year actually because it was ninety nine oh, cents yeah. a month, and so it would I think that would come out to like. But they I put mean, ads in it still. Right, that's that's, that's, that's gross. the thing. That's how they get you is you have to pay for like Hulu Premium. Like you can get the shows, but they've got horrible ads on them, so you have to pay the more. Kind of smart. It's, it's kind of really, smart. It's very smart, but yeah. Correct definitely make money off the um yeah but our netflix still has you know the office and we all love the office you know peacock hasn't really gotten up to canada yet peacock i don't even i don't know anybody that has peacock i've never met a single soul that has peacock oh yeah if i if i I come over and you're like yo we don't i don't have netflix we got peacock let's run up this new peacock original like (laughs) i'm kicking you out of my house a peacock original no i saw like bill burr has like a roku original or something <laughs> like what are we doing it's like what are we doing but what else would they do though i mean cable tv's dying like that's true it's the new frontier everybody's trying to get it on the new frontier fucking quibi do you remember quibi <laughs> oh quibi yeah they tried to do so i need a quibby shirt like i've been looking for like a a shirt that says quibby on it because like i feel like quibby is very uh, it's like symbolic of it's like of this fucking industry like that this industry what a horrible idea though i mean it was like it was terrible and they threw so much money at it like billions of dollars were thrown at quibby and uh after so they had it so that it was a like a 90 day free trial and they came to find out that like after that 90 days, only like 20% of the people that were on the free trial actually stayed subscribed. Oh, it froze. Uh, you're good. Yeah, I still I'm see. good. Okay. Yeah. They came to find out that only, uh, yeah, 20% or so, maybe less of the people that had signed up for the free trial uh, didn't cancel their subscription when the 90 days ended. Like that is horrible. That's those are horrible numbers obviously and like they threw billions of dollars at it It was so i never downloaded it but what i knew about it was it was like you could only watch it on your phone you could only watch i think it was like only vertical videos or something like and they were like 10 minutes episodes all 10 minutes horrible i mean like just they were what like, is 10 minutes? Well, nothing good is 10 minutes. Nothing good no, is 10 no. minutes. They were just like throwing, they were fucking, what I imagine is, 
it was like I think it was Jeffrey Katzenberg was like the CEO. It was like him and his cronies sitting in an office like late at night. They were drinking. They were fucking like they were drunk as fuck, and they were just like throwing a darts at a dartboard. And the dart each like ring of the dartboard had just like something crazy. They're like ten minutes. Fucking all the shows are in black and white. Uh, fucking no subtitles. Like all the shows are in sign language. Like they were just. They were just throwing darts at a board and seeing what stuck, and vertical videos, 10 minutes, uh, put a billion dollars into it, was selected. I think some of them, yeah, I think, I think a lot of, yeah, I think a lot of them were vertical. So, like, Snapchat shows. Yeah, I could be making that up. Like, I could be making Quibi even worse than it was, but I mean, it still was bad. Quibi, because it stood for quick bite. Quick bite. A quick bite of content. Bad, you bad, know when you're like bad. younger and you're playing some like Facebook dragon game and you get to name your first dragon, you just pull something out yeah, of your ass. It's a quibby. It's a quibby is that's that a fucking, quibby. You're fucking what were the what was the game like Farmville or something? Like you're yeah. fucking you're, you name your cow on Farmville quibby. You know. Quibby. Yeah, it was a disaster. I mean, billions of dollars were thrown at this because like Jeffrey Katzenberg and his fucking drunk friends were like sitting in an office at three in the morning, just like. Yo, 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 yo. What if we made it 10 minutes and all his friends were like, what? <laughs> it's like, we got 15 seconds. We got 30 minutes. Who's doing 10? Who's doing 10? Um, pretty sure, like, I think David Dobrik's on to something. Four minutes and 20 seconds. Maybe Are if they did that. all his videos four minutes and 20 seconds? Because it's a funny number, yeah. Because it's a funny number. It's crazy. Is he how back? Far like, is he? Oh, it's insane. Is he back? Full swing. It's crazy. Jesus. I saw some girl fanning out in a TikTok, like finding him at a mall. I'm like, really? Um, you know what it was though? Why he was so susceptible? It's not even like people care. I mean, people care about what he did, but it's like he's already on his back foot with his content. I mean, it's ass. So it's like, and you know how people get some sort of uh, resentment for people who are like high up doing ass so it's like the first chance i get to pull your ass down right because like in la especially i can imagine it's like everyone's trying to scale this mountain of money fame clout whatever right and when you see someone just teleport up there and you're just like yeah what's you doing up there it's like resentful yeah it's like everybody that's why charlie out the gate is like guns blazing because it's like girl what how you know i'm trying to scale this mountain too yeah and it's a real tragedy. Yeah, it's nuts. I mean, like, people's meteoric rises to fame are... It, it's crazy. It's, like, I really do wonder, like... I don't know. There's nothing like it. Like, influencerdom and, like, stardom by way of being an influencer, it's, like, really is, like, unprecedented. Like, it's nothing... I really think it's, like, no type of celebrity we've ever seen before. The fact that you can, like from making your own things like you could just upload youtube videos in your home and you can be one of the most wealthy respected people i mean respected is like i'm using that lightly but like you know fucking revered people just from like i don't know you're fucking what like you're making youtube story times like yeah it's crazy it's like for years for fucking decades like fame came from like you had to depend upon other people like if you were going to be a movie star you had to depend upon 
somebody to fucking put you in the movie, somebody to market you as a star, you know? Nowadays, like, you don't have to depend on anybody. You can market yourself. And so the second that you get to the top of the mountain, like, everybody that's, like, below or fucking struggling to climb, like, the second... So yeah, they're, this, they're like, that should be me. Yeah, the second that they find a loose string on your fucking, like, one of the strings is loose on your fucking, the, ho- the thing you're hoisting yourself up to climb the fucking mountain, like, they're gonna fucking snip it because it's like, it's, yeah, everybody's competing with each other because you, you can create yourself. You can create your fucking circumstances. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure like everyone in this space was always this vicious, but the space is so much broader now that it's, it's like so, it's insane. Just the average person will just be like, nah, screw you. You shouldn't be there. I should be there. And you're like, you are majoring in like medicine or something. <laughs> you're not going to be an influencer. Right. You know, if it, Noah that, Beck is thing. in Paris. It's fine. so it's so ephemeral too. Like this industry is so fleeting. Like I was I'm at these parties with these people and I'm looking at them and I'm like, you moved all the way out from, like, fucking buttfuck New Hampshire to, like, pursue this for, what, three years? Like, what? where does this go, you know? Like, right. you drop out of college to do this. Like, I, I understand, and you're, like, riding the wave while it's fun, but I'm like, what? Where does this, what? We don't know what this landscape is going to look like in, you know, Gold rush. in five years, in ten years, right? Like, we don't know is... The influencer culture going to get bigger? Is it going to expand? Is it going to be, you know, is it going to be the it's thing of the future? I think it's going to stretch so, so thin. It's going to stretch so thin right. that it's just like phones will come, like, the, like iPhone 24 will be like built in with <laughs> like a ring light or something. Like everything, will, yeah. everyone's their own little thing because the barrier of entry is so low. There's no you know, barrier like, of entry at all. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. literally at you... all just have a phone and like post what are we doing an like, we're on a zoom call and we're like producing a a, a a a podcast like right and we just put this together ourselves like we coordinated over text to do this and now we're doing this sense. and people are gonna watch this like i mean it's crazy like we literally no qualifications whatsoever you don't have to have any sort of media training you don't have to have any sort of like i wonder if in the future people will media trait like people will go to school in like 10 years in the future 15 years in the future if this is still a thing if this expands instead of you know if influencer culture keeps getting bigger instead of like dying away if people will like be taking class i mean people already sign up for courses on how to like market yourself and such but like i wonder if like universities you know will be like fucking having classes on like media training and how to like how to market yourself like if this is going to be a real a real thing i mean it already is a real thing but like like 10 years ago if you told somebody you were a youtuber they were like they were like so you're unemployed like now that's like a real thing so i wonder if like oh here's my dog so i wonder oh yeah in you know 10 or so years if it's just gonna get bigger and bigger you know you've seen like the old clips of like when michael jackson just comes out and these girls are just ripping their hair out that'll (laughs) never come back no one will ever like have that pull because it's just so parasocial everything's like it's not cool like it's not out of this world that oh you like like what i can do that too anyone who's like popping it's like yeah bro i mean everyone you know you know 
like Tom Holland, screw Tom Holland. I hate Tom Holland. Um, everything, every time he wins, I'm the guy pulling down on his freaking chain. Um, but yeah, it's a rough world out there, and it's rough. we're out here. Who's the prophet who like split the ocean or something? That's Moses. Us. Boom, and we see it right. Yeah, it's, that's what you should name your podcast. Oh yeah, and the name. The name. People comment names. Yeah. Maybe puns. Puns on the walk. Well, so the ideas walk. I had, I had infinite breast, like infinite jest, the David Foster Wallace book, which I should probably finish reading if I were to name a podcast after that. I'm going to admit openly that I have not finished that book yet. Um, using teeth, wolk of shame, wokeism that's the thing i think people think my last name is pronounced woke and so if it's wokeism it's like a pun on like woke you know like being woke wokeism the phenomenon of being woke you get it i don't have to hold your hand through this audience dear dear listener um so i feel like though there's like something's lost in translation with that one because people seem to really gravitate towards that one but i think it's just bent on the mispronunciation of my name but um i like woke of shame I like because that too. Because it's like walk. Because walk has an yeah. L. Yeah. So you get confused, maybe. Yeah. Or but, uh, what was it? Meat Lovers Podcast. Yeah, the Meat Lovers Podcast. Um, like the Meat Lovers Pizza. Uh, I'm sure you all understand. Okay, shut the fuck up. I'm talking to the dog. Um, yeah, I mean, dear listeners of the Out of Character Podcast. <laughs> dear white know. people. Dear white people. Dear all people. Yeah. yeah. Kumbaya. Let me know. And everyone can listen. Also, yeah, that that'll be it. I mean, I hope that's up in the horizon. Everyone, where, where can we follow Ivy Walk? Ivy at Ivy C Walk on Instagram. I V Y C W O L K at Ivy C Walk on Instagram. Follow me. And that's where they'll hear they'll hear first about the the up and coming pod. Exactly. I hope I made sense on this. I hope I wasn't. I hope I sound like a person oh, that yeah. knows what she's mm. talking about. No, you're good. My last guest was this random brown guy who hates brown women. So I mean, the we're... goat, goat Avanish. Goat Avanish, that's the one. Yeah. So anything yeah. I say is an upgrade from Goat Avanish. Making sense. And I think before them, it was like the Da Vinci twins, and we had <laughs> so much lag that I would ask a question, and it'd be like nine seconds later they would answer in sync. It'd be like, <laughs> "We love rock." and dubstep and i was like damn um, so this is uh, yeah iconic. exactly they're iconic. great guys yeah iconic so yeah okay ivy thank you so much for coming on thank you for having me i hope that i made sense i hope i sound somewhat smart smart as you could smart as i could all right Thanks okay so thank much, you guys for Honda. listening yep thank you ivy and then hit that square 